I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Max. Back from the shadows, Rain. he has emerged, mm. and he looks the exact same as his hair is just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, back from those dry salt mines of capitalism, baby. Woot. Don't have to go back till tomorrow. Hooray. Like, are you going back to a physical of, location, or are you still working from home? Oh, thank God I'm working from home. Like, okay. Uh, nice. Uh, of all of us, Marcus is aging the most gracefully, I will say. Yeah. Because you know what they say. don't crack. Okay. Mm. I was making sure he said it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Staying safe. Yep. I like it. <laughs> so... Yeah, Marcus, you you now have a working from home job, right? Or, uh... Yes, and all it took was a global pandemic, and you know half the economy shut down, bro. Yeah, we're in the money, baby. Woo! And you yeah. look like you are living it large, my man. Dude, I haven't had to look at another human being in so long, and it's kind of nice. And now you see us, and you're like, oh. <laughs> This is why I left it behind. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's looking like this is this is our future for a while, you know? Yeah. want to be dumb and not <laughs> respect a fucking virus or pandemic yeah. rules, and this is where it gets us. I got all these schools open, and it's going just as well as you thought it would. Right. Um, I think we just passed over 800,000 deaths globally for a coronavirus. So, you know, yeah, big numbers. 170,000 letters in America alone. And people are saying those numbers, are, they're like, oh, that, that's an acceptable number. That's like, oh, that's like, that's like good. Like, that's the number we should hope to have. It's like, you can spin anything these days. You can just call it great and it works. Remember how, remember how there was that thing that happened a couple of years back? Uh, and those guys, what do they do again? They, they those planes into those buildings or something. Remember that that whole thing that happened? Vaguely. And then we started those those two giant wars and lost both of them. Yeah, I remember this happening. They sort of like in the past, and uh, now that's happening every two days in terms of death count. And yeah. nothing is happening. That's something I was, gonna, I was thinking about the other day. People were talking about how they miss like pre nine eleven America. Uh, people who were like alive during those times and were like, oh yeah, you know, things were better back then. You know, I guess that's back when America was great or something. I don't know. People, whether it's because you're a Trump person or not, people get nostalgic for that era before 9-11. But what I want to know is, are people nostalgic for pre-9-11 or are they nostalgic for pre-2008 financial crisis? Mm. 
because I would argue that 9-11 was just kind of par for the course. Everything like America get into a war. I mean, terrorist attack was a little bit much, but America getting into a war we didn't need to be in, that's pretty normal for us. Not There's not much that really changed there. But I would say that the 2008 crash and all of the years after it have kind of opened our eyes to what really is the problem in America. Um, so I do wonder sometimes people say like they, they, they hark back, harken back to those old days. I wonder, do they mean 9-11 or do they really mean 2008? What do you think? Gosh. Honestly, personally, I think people just want to go back to not having to worry about so many things. Like, because you got to worry about politics now. Because honestly, I wasn't, I didn't give a crap about politics in yeah, 2008. That's a very like, popular <laughs> dance. People, a lot of people are like, I'm apolitical, you know? And, and like, because like, no matter what happened, you know, everything was was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Everything was but, pretty much normal. Yeah, like you didn't. There wasn't technically a lot of ups and downs. Right, but now it's like, oh, oh, so we got idiots up there, and they're screwing up everything. So I gotta, I gotta do something about it, right? Yeah. Ugh. So you have to vote for Joe Biden <laughs> because that's what's gonna fix everything. Jeez. Um, yeah, Smith, how I think you? that a lot of people are are nostalgic for the pre nine eleven era because it was the end of history. It was the Francis Fukuyama. It's like liberal democracy won. It's over. Soviet Union's gone. Prosperity, I sort of for some people, is going up. It's calm, like Marcus said. No yeah. worry about anything in the nineties. That's the nineties, baby. Do yeah. Whatever you want. Friends was on TV. Frazier <laughs> was on TV. It's all good right here, you know? I actually saw this supercut the other day of people from movies and television talking about it's the 90s. It was like two minutes of just different people being like, it's the 90s, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like weird how in the 90s people were so obsessed with it being the 90s, and now we're still obsessed with it being the 90s. Well, there was this thing where it was like they're saying that because it's like, they, they thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. Not in a literal, like, apocalypse sense, but in like, this is it. This yeah. will be it for We reached... Like the pinnacle. This is what we're... And they... I'm kind of right. Uh, like, when the Matrix movies, they talk about how humans rejected utopia, so they put them in the height of our civilization, which was the 90s. It was yeah. America in the 90s. And it's right. It's from now, the end of everything. Of course, that movie did come out in 1999, so <laughs> it had, a, it had a, a implied bias, but sure. It got lucky, is what I'd say. It did get... Yeah, I would say it got very lucky, because watch, I watched the Matrix. I've actually watched the movie, like, two times in the past year, just because I just really... I think it's just great, obviously. And it, it it's... Interesting to look at it that way. Like, it was, like, you might have had this stupid office job doing drone work, but it was the 90s, and that was what mattered at the time. And, yeah, I, I do think that the the Wachowskis had a very, like, got very lucky in how forward-thinking the movie was in the end. Speaking of fourth major, by the way, did you see this? Yeah. And but it's only Lana or Lily. One of them's gone. It's only one of the yeah. Wachowskis. I saw that in an interview, somebody asked uh, Keanu Reeves if he knew that it was a transgender uh, allegory, the original uh, Matrix. You know what he said? What? No. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was his entire response. I'm surprised he didn't, nice just put, didn't, he didn't just wink and put on sunglasses, and then the internet was like, did you see what Keanu Reeves did? <laughs> I love Keanu Reeves as much as the next guy, but people, people take it a little too far on the internet, treating him like he's God. Well, I'll say this, it's rare to find someone who is a combination of famous and seemingly as 
normal. normal. Like, well, he's not a monster as, yeah. as he is. I do think that he has maybe the. I mean, he definitely has the most or the least missteps of any like mega famous person. Because people forget that Keanu Reeves is in the third arc of his career. He keeps getting revived. He was in the nineties. He was in Bill and Ted and Point Break. And that was like mid nineties. He went quiet for a while. Then he was in the Matrix and all the sequels. And then he went quiet for a while. Was in like Constantine and Devil's Advocate, all this random shit. And now he's John Wick. And now he's back in the Matrix again. Keanu Reeves has one of those careers that doesn't die. And one of the reasons for that is just how fucking down to earth the guy is. And how he just doesn't fuck up like everybody else. And he's just like, I'm an actor. I like acting. I don't have to be a pedophile, apparently. He's like, yeah, I don't have to do that. That's great. (laughs) Aren't they like doing another Bill and Ted movie? Yep. Bill and Ted's coming out. Oh. All, all of his, his 90s franchises are back, and his big 2010s and ups franchise is successful. So he's just, and that, they want to they want to put him in Marvel and Star Wars now. <gasps> oh man, he's gonna be rolling in the dough. Which for me is like, I hope he, if I hope they just don't shoehorn him. In. I want if they find an actual good role for this man in those franchises, that's fine. But I'm fine with Keanu staying, doing doing what Keanu does. I, 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 I don't need all this other stuff. <laughs> I like him when he shows up in random movies like that. Like, like always films. be my baby. Always yes. be my baby. Yeah. There's another film I don't want to tell you about that you, that you should watch. He shows up in where I was like, fucking Keanu Reeves in this fucking movie. But now I will never know what the movie is. So how will I ever I know, know to watch it? I told you to watch it, but you never did. Oh, man, is it um, that assassin movie? The Christian no. film? Okay. No. You should watch that anyways. <gasps> A Christian assassin movie. Yeah, it's what? where oh they they send people back in time to kill Jesus. <laughs> Right, it's yeah, a real yes. movie, and it came out this year. It is a brand uh-huh. new movie. Oh god, I have to watch it. It's What's also it the only. It's it's uh, Assassin thirteen AD or something thirty one AD or something like that. Oh, it's god. also the only film I've ever seen that uses a telefrag as a plot device. Where they're like, "Look, they're teleporting in. They're traveling back right now. Put your sticks right here." And the guys like teleport in and just end up with a stick in their chest and die. Wow! So this this Christian kill Jesus movie is uh one of the most, one of the best science fiction films we've ever seen. I can't. I just, <laughs> y'all should watch the fucking movie. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I will say this: we're talking about nostalgia for the past yeah. and going back and all this. So one disturbing trend that I do not like right now is all these Bush era Republicans who are getting on board with Joe Biden. And are talking yeah. about how you, you need to vote for Joe Biden. He's a, he's the guy. He's a return to normal. He's a moderate Republican. I'm going to go back. And people don't... Like, Colin Powell spoke at the fucking Democratic National Convention. Colin Powell killed a million people. Like, he's responsible for the deaths of a million people in the Middle East. And we're just we're just welcoming him in to, our, to, the, to the arms of the Democratic Party. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like, that, that whole... DNC conference happened the other day where they had like a million speakers and the interesting like the I guess the only progressive ones there got like I don't know a minute or two to talk and then we gave Colin Powell time and um who were the other ones? John Kasich. John Kasich, yeah. They all got they got time just to cut it up and I don't know. It 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 just shows how how spineless the Democratic Party is. Those people shouldn't even be allowed near near your convention. In in all honesty, Condoleezza Rice, like the people who were like they were like, oh, he, she should be vice president for Joe Biden. I'm like, what? Why? What are you getting at here? So I don't know. It's it's weird. There's the whole there's this you know movement that 
right now it's presenting itself to be very large of Republicans against Trump. Um, it's nowhere near as large as they want you to believe it is. Um, apparently, according to like recent studies, still like 80 to 90% of Republicans are going to vote for Trump, which of course they are. They're Republicans. So this, this movement that like has all these ads made and hired fuck Jerry to be part of their whole cabal or whatever, it's not real. It's, it's, a, it's like a few thousand people probably who, who happen to have money to make all this content, but not enough to actually make something happen. So, I don't know. I got a phone call. I told you, I, guys, I get these weird phone calls all the time. We talked about my survey last week. This time I got a phone call, and it, was, it sounded like it was just some lady in her house. It didn't sound like a polling center or like a, a survey. It was just some lady, and she's like, hey, are you, you planning on voting? And I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, so do you know how uh, mail-in voting works? And I'm like, I vote and I mail it in? She's like, yeah, pretty much. And then oh, she was like, are you planning to vote in this election? She has it twice. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, just so you know. And I, she, I guess she's like, I don't know, she's probably like 40 or 50 years old. She has like two kids or whatever. I'm assuming she's somewhere that age. Because she's like, I always vote in person. I always, no matter what, vote in person. As soon as my daughter turned 18, I took her to vote in person. You got to vote in person. This time, I'm voting by mail. But this, and then she's like, but this election is very important to me. So I just want to make sure that everyone out there is going to be voting by mail. And I'm like, Okay. Got it. Gonna do it. No problem. And then she's like, okay, well, have a nice day. And that was it. But like I said, it did not sound like it did not sound like she was a part of some group of people who's calling. It just sounded like some lady found my number and called me. It was like trying to get me to vote. <laughs> and I was like, what? How did this happen? Hey, she's in her house. That's, that's just a grassroots movement, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's in her house just randomly punching phone numbers in. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, God, all right, here we go. Got one. Exactly. I'm, I'm just like, uh, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll vote, lady. But she, I don't, it was just so weird. Like, it didn't feel like any of these other, like, survey calls I have or informational calls. I was like, I don't know. This is weird. But yeah, she mentioned how it was so important to her. And I'm like, I don't know. What side is she on? What side do you think someone's on if they're saying it's very important to them? Probably a Joe Biden voter. Yeah, I guess, they're, I guess they're Joe Biden. Those are the ones who are actually actually need to try right now. Not that it's working yeah. on me or anybody else. Yeah, because it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to vote for Joe Biden, the guy who gives us nothing and promises, promises austerity, in fact. I saw this recently. They said that because of Trump's uh, deficit cuts, we are, we are bare. We have nothing in the pantry. So when Joe Biden comes in, you best go ahead and expect he's not going to spend any money on social programs or any kind of jobs programs, that's not happening. No, yeah. We're going to be going to all fucking austerity. We're going to cut everything. So, so even if Biden. Joe Biden wins, Trump wins, or Republicans yeah. win, it doesn't matter, because they have all these deficits because they created all these tax breaks and everything and didn't get any money from the multi-billionaires who live in America. For all these, for the, for the four years we've had Trump, they could have revenated, re, uh, generated... I don't know how much tax revenue off these off these billionaires didn't make them do anything, and now that leaves then if if this is only if Joe Biden actually wins, it leaves them with no money at all. So then it's like you win, but at that point, if you're Joe Biden, you just got to like honestly, you got to dig deeper in the hole. Like you can't just be like, oh well, Trump screwed me over, so I got no money. I mean, what kind of defense is that? You're supposed to fix the problems he created. Like that's the whole job. So I don't know. It, it's really weird and. It's funny because, but it's another thing where I think it'll work on most people. Like if Joe Biden actually becomes president and cuts all this stuff, he'll say, sorry, you know, Trump made me do it. And people will be like, man, can't believe Trump did that to our old Uncle Joe. That sucks. Well, mm -hmm. I guess I can't pay for my insulin anymore. So this is my last tweet. Sorry. And that's going to be the whole thing. Christ. 
that's that's another like really shitty thing about the whole Trump presidency is that he he's he's dropped the bar so low that we've just picked someone, yeah, anyone with half a brain to get into office. We picked somebody oh. with the half a brain that the DNC would approve of. We didn't, right. pick, we didn't pick nobody. The right. DNC picked somebody. The DNC, excuse me, picked some fucking halfwit named Joe because he's now, popular with Obama. Your choice is to vote for Joe Biden or eat shit. Yeah. Let me tell you, buddy, I'm putting my bib on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, having a, I'm having a shit sandwich. <laughs> oh, oh, um, horrible. I'm not, I'm not voting for Joe fucking Biden. I'm sorry. I will not do it. Yeah. And... And yeah, and, it's, and once and like I, we we talked about it last week, but choosing Kamala Harris was just—I mean, in my mind, the worst move you could possibly do is Joe Biden. But in the minds of a lot of people on the internet, it was great, and now now it's awesome. Now he's cool because Kamala Harris is cool apparently, even though she's just she's a cop who's prosecuted a bunch of uh, unarmed people and people and you know um, defended like rapists and stuff in court before. So I don't know. I mean, she kind of sucks. So that, that that's bad. And then the other thing, this whole election like this after this whole year after the covid pandemic and all the george floyd protests and the black lives matter protests that so many people participated in i thought maybe just maybe we had moved an inch forward where people were like okay maybe we shouldn't trust the cops maybe we shouldn't trust the republicans and the democrats who are just going to try and you know rob us of all rob us all our money not give us any pandemic relief you know leave us jobless i thought maybe we could pull just a little bit forward but then you look at any fucking person who has any like influence like celebrities or whatever on twitter and instagram and they're all like voting for joe joe and kamala that's what we gotta do and i'm like i'm like you and people who have the platform to be like fuck this like we should tear this shit down like and you're you, you are all out there at the fucking protests. You are all out there saying, "Oh, donating all this money to the pandemic." Same thing with these stupid billionaires. I mean, of course, they're doing it for different reasons. But it's like at the end of the day, does, d- did we not make any progress during this whole pandemic and all these protests? Did we really learn nothing to where we are cheering on a cop becoming vice president after all these defund the police rallies? After all this stuff on how the police brutality has gotten too far in America, that we want a cop to be in the second highest position. What what happened? What did nothing nothing changed? We did all that for nothing. They told us to take it to, to, to eat shit. That's what they did. They, they said it was a popular movement, and they said fuck off. We don't want to be popular. We don't want that. We want to safeguard people who are already in power. I give a shit about popular movements or opinions or none of that. They're, that's not their fucking job. They don't care about us. Their job is to maintain power, but then not use it. That's the thing. The Republicans will fucking pass a goddamn policy that's, you know, supported by 20% of the population. And Democrats look at 80% support for legal weed and say, too risky. Yeah. So if they get power, they don't use it. And they don't actually want to win or change anything. They like things the way they are. They just want them to be nicer about it. The Democrats want to be Republicans who don't openly say they hate black people and gay people. Yeah, that's all exactly. They want. That's all they want. So that's perfect for them. Joe Biden is her perfect candidate. And Kamala Harris is the perfect cover because she's a black woman. Oh my god! The most progressive ticket in history! Motherfucker, the Communist Party ran W.E.B. Dubois for vice president in 1930! Don't fucking talk to me about this shit! Yeah. Get off my fucking. Just fuck off! You don't if, know shit about history. If you're gonna vote, write his name in. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yes! Write him, like, Eugene V. Debs, anybody. It's insane, man. It's insane! 
the, the lack of historical perspective and and people just accepting this kind of shit. And we just saw yesterday, what was it yesterday day four, when those cops shot that guy in the back like eight times. Yeah. Seen, well, he's walking shit? into yeah. his car, seven shots in the back. Yeah, new, no new, weapon, no threat, no nothing. Exactly. A whole new case of this. Once again, and I keep saying this, and it's like it's basically like a Chris Rock bit as well. But it's like you'd think after all these protests and all this stuff coming out, you'd think at least one time they'd be like, you know what? Even though we are racist and terrible, let's just not kill this one guy. Like you'd think eventually that's what they would do, but no, they just keep killing people. They don't learn anything. They don't have any. They have no cognitive process, no avail, no ability to think critically at all. And that's that's what happens. That's why you know cops are bad. And we're yeah. we're so happy that one's only vice president. Apparently, the justification was oh he was reaching into his car. He'd opened his car door to get in. Oh, I've seen the video like four times. I mean, it's, it's not to the same terrible. extent, but it happened to a, a very uh, powerful man in the NBA. I can't pronounce his name, but his name is like Usai Mirage or something. Um, I don't know actually what his what like cultural ethnicity is but he's a black man and he run he's like um president of operations for the toronto raptors um and this was a, not how long ago this happened but basically he had an altercation with a police officer at one of the games and mm, i've seen this yeah, exactly yeah. and for it's happened like a couple months ago and for so many months the justification has been oh he uh like physically like, he pushed the officer first and then the officer pushed him back and then body cam footage finally came out and the Usai, however you say his name, he's reaching in his pocket to show his pre- like his badge, like I'm allowed to be here. And that's and the, as soon as he reaches his pocket, the police officer shoves him. He shoves the cop back. And then after this footage came back, they were like, "We still hold our position." The um the man started the altercation. I'm like, you're so. St-. And then and then they were like, "Oh." um... And then they, they released another tweet that was like, you should believe um, the facts that were presented to you, not what lawyers are saying. I'm like, that video isn't a lawyer? What are you talking about? That's, a, that's fucking video evidence. What do you mean, lawyers? It's crazy. And, and, that's, and once again, like, I'm not, I mean, obviously it's much different scale. This, the man we're talking about was shot in the back seven times. This man was just pushed around. But it, it's crazy how it still happens to these very powerful people. Like, it doesn't matter. That man, that man, you know, he's a very rich man. I mean, he's maybe he's not a billionaire, but he's very, very rich and powerful. And it but still happens still to him because he's black. But he's and it's black. it's weird. Oh, I mean, it, it's it's crazy, and it's and they don't learn. They just they have no ability to learn. And like as soon like as soon as I heard the news yesterday, that guy got shot. I was like, you know what? That's why you defund the police right there. If the police had taken all those protests to heart and fucking decided to at least pretend to fix themselves, then I'll be like, okay, the protest did something. But obviously it didn't do shit. So that's why you defund the police and you get rid of them. Because that is fucking bullshit. Agreed. Holy fuck. I mean, you can't can't change them. Because this whole thing of like... They assume their life is under threat at all times. We train them like soldiers, but not for a foreign battlefield, but for here. So they see their fellow citizens as the threat. And how do you live with my mentality like that amongst the people you consider to be a threat at all times? Yeah, but you right? don't consider them to be a threat if they're black, though, or Latino or something. I saw a video today of a cop. Um, I guess it was the, the, kid, the, the kid posted it as a joke of his dad like yelling at him, like disciplining him, and he talked back to his dad, and his dad reached for his gun. Like his instinct was to, re- he just jerked his hand towards his sidearm for a second, 
and it's like it's it's ingrained in their fucking heads, dude. Yeah, it's it's they they, they brainwash them into thinking that. And I think people with those kind of personalities are kind of drawn to those jobs to begin with. But it doesn't help. They, they steep you in the culture of you are always in danger. Every traffic stop could be your last. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. Which is crazy. And you know what's really funny is that in New York City, they have a kind of, their, their pistol they carry is a Glock. It's specially made so the hammer pull on it is is heavier. So basically, we, one of these Glock models, when you pull the trigger halfway, that disengages the safety. And then a full pull fires the gun, right? But this means it's really hard to actually fire your pistol as a New York police officer. So you'd think that would deter them from shooting people. No. Instead, what it means is they f- they fucking take their gun. It's super inaccurate because they're jerking the trigger as hard as they can. And they fire every single round as fast as they can before they even think. Wow. That's what, that's what it's led to instead. That's the studies of urbanness. Christ. You can't fix it. There's no fixing it. So if we watched that fucking video, Surviving Edged Weapons, where it was like, <laughs> watch this Chinese man pull a fucking straight razor out of his boot and slash his cop's neck from three feet away. Yeah. This could be you. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that video is like a great example of why the police are fucked in America. Like, it's a fuck system. We gotta get rid of it. it it's, it's complete bullshit. And... But still, and I do, and they they do a, a lot of you know police officers are disproportionately uh, likely to be like domestic abusers and child abusers and stuff. This is these are all things that you can look up and are provable. Um, but it does not help. It does not you know refute the fact that they do it disproportionately to minorities. White people can get away with a lot more. And also to your point about how you know they're supposed to you know every traffic stop can be your last. It's like. Yeah, that's the, that's the job you sign up for, though. Like, if you actually go and stop someone for speeding, and somehow that you actually you are a fucking five head genius, and you they actually pull something out on you and kill you, that's that's the job that happens to people. Okay, you can't like, you can't have that mentality that just because somebody's suspicious they're going to kill you. Some people just get nervous in those situations, and. I mean, I have personally said things to police officers that I'm sure if I look different, I would have not gotten away as easy as I did. So I, got, I made a, a South Carolina state patrolman very, very angry one time. Um, and he still, even though he was like visibly angry at me, he did not give me a ticket. Hold on, what did you do, Seth? Wow, yeah. I was, so I was driving, I live in North Carolina, I was driving to Georgia, this was like, I don't know, a year and a half ago. And I, I was in South Carolina at the time, going cutting through, and I was speeding. I mean, you know, whatever. That's, I, I can't lie. The guy pulls me over, and then um, he's like, do you know why I'm pulling you over? And I'm not a dummy. I don't say it. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, no, sir, I'm, I'm sorry. What happened? He's like, so you weren't speeding out there? And I'm like, is that what you're pulling me over for? And then he looked at my license. He's like, is that how you talk to police officers in Georgia? And I was like, because I still have my Georgia license. And he was like, and I was like, I mean, you know, maybe I mean, if, that's, if they asked me that question, then yeah, I'm sure I would. <laughs> I was expecting you to be like, fuck the police. <laughs> Coming straight from and then he just, he just, When I said that, he just pierced into my eyes. And he was like, okay, let me go run, run your license real quick. And then he ran it. And the weird thing is, I have another uh, speeding warning against me. So at this point, I should be technically be getting a ticket. He comes back and still just says, okay, here's a warning. You're free to go. After he had, like, wow. I mean, he had gotten really, really angry at me. And I was, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know what to say. I was like... I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what I did. Obviously, I was speeding, dummy. Like, of course. Why do you even ask me that question, you stupid idiot? And then, two, it's like, 
He's like, is that how you talk to a police officer? I'm like, yeah, that's how I'm talking to you. I don't, I don't, how am I, I supposed to talk to I don't to talk to people officer. differently just because they're from a different place. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Stupid fucking uh, question. I know. And that, that's the thing. It's like, and it's like cops don't know. It's like, there are people who are cops will tell you to not like be like, oh, I was speeding or something. Like, you're not supposed to say that when they ask you that. Like, cop, I've had cops like back home like in a small town tell me that like, oh yeah don't ever say what you did and i'm like okay thank you i'll take that advice and when you say it to a cop they're like what the fuck do you mean by that and you're like oh, i was told you told me one of your brothers yeah. told me this <laughs> I, I remember early on in, in marcus in our college career remember they used to do this thing in our in the town we went to school in called operation rolling thunder remember that oh yeah oh, i remember this Block off the streets and stop every car and search them for alcohol or drugs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the solution to that obviously was just walk wherever it is you were going. And remember we walked past that, that barricade one time and I had a backpack on that was full of bottles of alcohol that was clinking and I was very clearly I was very eighteen years old yeah. at the time. And our friend, I won't name her, but a female friend of ours who was drinking in public openly with a red solo cup, just lifts the solo cup to the cops as we walk by. And I was just like, at the time, I was like, this is a fucking bad idea. I didn't realize how much white privilege we really had. Uh, it was those go, obviously, but it was a moment where I was like, god damn, we can do whatever we want, apparently, around here. Yeah. No, that mm-hmm. town, the town that we all went to college is pretty fucking racist. I remember there was, there was a bar there right next to one of our dorm rooms, back when, back when they would let 18-year-olds into the bar, but you wouldn't drink, which... I mean, never really fucking worked. Obviously, me and my roommate. My roommate was he was he's uh, he's mixed. He's half black, half white. We both went to the bar, both wearing cargo shorts and a t-shirt. They let me in, and they say he doesn't meet the dress code. We're wearing the same fucking outfit, basically. Wow. And they're like, "Yeah, you got to go change, buddy." I'm like, "This." I, I left too. I'm like, "What the hell? You can't do that to somebody." Remember the Rusty Tavern? Oh yeah, it's like the oh, they, fucking dress code. The most racist place in the world, probably. <laughs> and it was right next to a Chinese restaurant too. That was the funniest yes. thing. It was the most racist people oh, were, were all ordering Chinese food when they were drunk. It was like the dress code was like you you couldn't have sagging pants. Obviously, no uh, caps turned sideways or backwards. Uh, what was it? No no chains, no jewelry, stuff like that. Just obviously the most racist you know dress code ever. Ridiculous. And it was, it was, yeah, right there next to a goddamn Chinese restaurant. I also remember one time I was walking home after a party and I was extremely uh, drunk and I fell down into a, a ravine and a, a cop came and, and helped me get out of the, of the ditch and then just let me go. I was very obviously extremely wasted because I was yeah. stumbling around. Sorry, you need a ride home? <laughs> Here, here's my keys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get out, of that, get out of that ditch. Walk your ass home like a real. Hey, man. take my sword off, my sword arm as well, real quick. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. as well. Please, please, yeah. please. Protect Can't your down here. <laughs> here he, he, take, he takes out his baton, touches both your shoulders. Okay, now you've graduated from police school. You're you can go arrest people now. Oh man! Remember one time, Marcus, you and I were stopped by the cops. Remember that when we were uh, both very high, going to get food from the. Oh uh, lord. The thing. <laughs> yes, God, why? To, to, uh, in in our offense, we were very much fucking high as shit. But oh, yeah. alone, I was not stopped. But with Marcus, all of a sudden, now the cops are driving by slow and looking at us. Uh, yes, I was I was way too high to give a shit. <laughs> I was just like, oh damn. But yeah, the moral oh, of all these fun stories is that they would have been way more fun if there were no cops around. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Because who would have cared then? Um, that is very true. 
Oh, man. But yes, I saw that Joe Biden was like, I don't want to defund the police, but Donald Trump does. No. What do you mean? What? He was like, because Trump's going to run the deficit so much for the power police officers and we would be less safe. Oh, yeah, because wow. we're, we're so safe getting executed by them right but now. If, right? if you inherit the same deficit as him, you're going to do the same thing, I guess. <laughs> no, because they're going to cut Social Security and uh, oh, Medicare yeah. and use of that course. to pay cops. Of course. Um, and they could just tax fucking billionaires. Yeah. Have we talked about the double hurricane? We have not. No. Isn't that like, oh yeah, the one in Florida? Or it's a double tropical cyclone. They're going to like converge. And they're just going to fuck Louisiana, apparently. Like it's just going to cease to exist or something. Yeah. Apparently there's a possibility they could just come together in the Gulf. And just, who knows what happens. It's kind of nice though. Like they, 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 there's only so many tropical storms out at the same time. Like one meets another one, and they have a beautiful little arrangement. That's kind of nice. <laughs> you know? Talk about fish in the sea. Yeah, no kidding. As it happens, it's like 1933. You know, very normal uh, uh, global climate we have going on right now. Yeah, regular run of the mill. You can't control it stuff. Greenland is melting at a at a. a astonishing rate that scientists didn't see coming until about 2050 or 2060 at the earliest. And uh, and then also we have these crazy California wildfires that they're saying they can't fight because their slave labor force is too sick with COVID to come out and fight it. Yeah, and it's like they're already the, like the, the two biggest ones in California history or something. Yeah. It's, uh, pretty, fucking, it's pretty fucking stupid what it is. Okay, we gotta pause for a second. Marcus, what is going on? I'm sorry, like a plane went over or something. Oh, okay. It, it, it had to be, because I was like, what the It sounded way too close. Okay, that's fine. I was that's really worried. Room was being haunted. I thought that Hereditary was happening, and, you know, <laughs> Tony Collette was up on the ceiling. <laughs> I thought this shit's fucking unfriended up in here. This yeah. Oh, God. No, no. They say, you know, Marcus is clawing his eyeballs out. We're, we're all like, oh, God, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um... So shit's stupid right now. We yeah. About that. So it's all very dumb. So Ben Shapiro. All right, I'm done. That's all I needed to say. <laughs> um, ben I Shapiro has Ben Shapiro tip. What's going on there? Oh, oh, oh I just thought it was a uh, pretty funny that uh, after hearing what is it, the WAP song? Yes. Okay. <laughs> ben Shapiro didn't he go on Twitter and just like, oh yeah, uh, vaginas. Not supposed to be wet, you know. Yeah, my wife's my a doctor, doctor so wife. I can say that. So, <laughs> my doctor wife, she confirmed this with me. <laughs> he, he did this thing where, I mean, I guess just baiting the memers, he read the lyrics to the song, and instead of saying pussy, he said P-word the whole time, which was oh, yeah. r- funny as hell. Yes. And then at the end, he was like, oh yeah, my wife's a, my wife's a doctor, and actually women are never supposed to be wet. Uh, that's what she told me, so it has to be true. That's the reason she's never wet around me, because it just wouldn't be healthy for her. And it's like, and I realized Ben Shapiro now has a defense strategy where someone in his family is an expert on something, so he can say something stupid. Like when he said that rap wasn't music, he was like, "Oh my, my dad is a, a trained musical professor, and he has proven to me that rap is not music. So you can't refute me. A man who is very, very much educated has said this, so it's true." And now he's like, "Oh, my wife's a doctor, so women can't be wet. So, but you can't prove me wrong because my wife's my wife is one doctor." You know how, like, it says nine out of ten doctors say that? She's the other one. She's the one doctor who doesn't ever say anything correct. That's my wife. Oh, God. 
So what, what's going to happen next? <laughs> I still don't believe that Ben Shapiro has a wife. That is true. Has she ever been caught on tape? And then, had, <laughs> is she blinking twice in all the videos? No one knows her name, I don't think. Like, he keeps it very private. Yeah. Or, you know, because she'd be a political target. You know? Yeah. I mean, it'd be very hard to marry a man who's four foot two. It'd be very, yeah. like, you have to pick him up and put him in a little pocket whenever you go anywhere. It'd be hard, you know? <laughs> so I can see how it would be hard for him to find a wife. I feel bad for the man. After listening to him to like, recite lyrics in the way that he did, did anybody else think that if Ben Shapiro pivoted to being a comedian that was making fun of himself in that way, he would be actually very fucking funny? I feel like he could do it, but it would only be so long before he fucked it up. <laughs> But he has, keep, he has to keep the act up. You gotta pretend yeah. to still be serious, right? But just be, just do it as a joke. Yeah, like what if Ben Shapiro did like the Stephen Colbert thing and made his own like, like he had the show where he's like playing Ben Shapiro, but he's not really Ben Shapiro, but he's playing Ben Shapiro. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, it was all great. If it was all just a long form bit. It'd be incredible. Speaking of that, I gotta, I gotta take a break from this. I want to talk about this more. But I mentioned the word Stephen Colbert. Oh. And oh my god, I we I saw the worst thing ever this past week. Oh. Stephen Colbert decided to, to I guess just embrace that he's a suck liberal as well. And his show did an edit of the scene in Avengers Endgame where all the Avengers are coming together to fight Thanos, and he edited Donald Trump's face onto Thanos, and then he edited all the fucking. Democrats onto the Avengers. It was like Joe Biden was Captain America. Uh, Kamala no. Harris was a uh, Black Widow or somebody. I can't remember who she was. No, she was Captain Marvel. Kamala yeah. Harris was Captain Marvel. Um, God, Pete Butt Chug was Spider Man. Yeah. Butt Chug what? was Spider Man. What? I, I said the same thing, Marcus. That was when I was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen." Because he's young, Seth. He's young. Yeah, he's only forty-nine. He's so young, man. It's crazy. And I was like, Stephen Colbert canceled in my mind. That is... And now, of course, I'm not saying he has full right, full creative control over the whole fucking show. But Mm. my God, he has to have some. Okay? And if he okays that, fuck it. The worst part is they stole that meme. Somebody else made that fucking meme three goddamn months ago. Really? Just it didn't look as good. It's the exact same thing. It's like you say, not only is this a shitty dumb fucking piece of shit meme you stole it <laughs> like what the hell christ yeah i mean i don't i painting the democratic party as the world saving heroes is i'm just gonna say it maybe this is controversial a bit much i gotta say <laughs> i gotta be completely honest it is a little bit too much for me i don't normally like to use the word cringe but it was cringe. oh it was so cringe I'm glad I didn't see it. Like, holy crap. Yeah, no, it's in our group chat, but it is it is awful. I, I was appalled. And then I look at the fucking ret- replies and it's like, oh man, Stephen Colbert and Trevor Noah, you guys are keeping me going through all this election stuff. And I'm like, why? What? What does can this you, do for you? Can you imagine being that person, though, for a day? Oh my, a no. Brain? Yes, the, the smoothest <laughs> surface in the world. Like an iPad screen for a brain, you know? Just absolutely so smooth, gross. glassy. Every every bit of light, every single thought just slides right exactly. off. Exactly. Perfectly. 
and then you just go on fucking the the fucking you go on New Yorker and you're like, this is good shit right here. <laughs> Imagine waking up and thinking to yourself, Joe Biden is going to save us all. Yeah. Imagine oh. being motivated to, to vote for that man. Imagine, like I said, all these fucking celebrities who are just like, in 72 days, these two are going to be in charge. And I'm like, okay, uh, okay, we'll see. All right. all right, question, question for you guys. If obviously you're not voting for Trump and no. obviously you're not voting for Biden, yep. who are you voting for? W.E.B. Dubois. <laughs> I'm going to write in him. I'll vote for everything else, like all the local shit, but I'm not, I'm not voting for him. Um, I'm not voting for president for sure. I'm voting for old dirty bastard for president. Like, yeah. fuck off. I'm not voting for anybody. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Marcus? Uh, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like enough of us are frustrated at these shitty picks that if we all like focused on one, they could get a little bit of traction. Like, that's I mean, how shitty I think this this DNC pick is. Like, but that thing is, that's how shitty we think it is. Like I said, we there's plenty of people who are like. This is my life now. I am Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. This is me. And it's like, I, I don't know. I don't think that that many of people actually exist compared to the many people who are like MAGA. And then the other folks, the majority of America is like, ugh. That's the reaction but the I think is, most of America has. Yeah, but the thing is, those people who are like, most people who are like, ugh, I think they're still basically going to flip a coin or vote for whatever. I, I think they're still going to see two choices and they're going to vote for one of them. I think it's very hard to motivate people to vote for anybody who isn't in the two parties. Which right. is why we should right break now. down the two-party system. I'm calling it right now. This will, this will be the lowest, lowest voter turnout in our lifetime. Yeah. Maybe in history. And they can't blame it on COVID. It's not because of that. If, if, you, if you had Bernie Sanders voting, I would fucking mail in my ballot with enthusiasm. But you don't have that. I'm not voting with any enthusiasm. I'm only voting for, you know, general stuff. I don't care about the presidential race. And it's it's the DNC's fault. Yeah. Like obviously yeah. Trump was gonna be the Republican guy. I mean he's the incumbent. But you had you had your pick of the fucking litter and you chose I mean, not that there was that many winners, pretty much only one, but you chose one of the worst, actually. I actually think that maybe somebody I think I even think maybe Buttshug would have been a better candidate than Biden. Mm. I don't like him at all, but I think he might have. I think he might have been better. I think that I'll say this for Biden: he is not an obvious CIA agent. <laughs> that, that is true, <laughs> but because of that, you would think they would want him there, you know. Yeah. But it's it's just it's so it's so strange to me that I mean, and it's like you you can hide it all you want. It is literally Obama era nostalgia. I mean, literally, he was Obama's vice president. <laughs> That's yeah. all it is. We were like, we we're like, we want Obama back. We can't vote for Obama anymore. Let's just get Uncle Joe in there. And I'm, <laughs> sure. I mean, and Uncle Joe is, is Uncle Joe is not the next best thing. He's no. God. How, how did they put it? I was watching. I was watching the Daily Show, and it was like, oh my God, Uh-oh. Joe Biden. What was it? The best we can do under the circumstances. <laughs> That's such shit. That's there such was a, no, there was a better choice. Exactly, you had not a, to take it. Uh, miles uh, better choice. Also, something I think we should do uh, pretty soon is eliminate the minimum age to be president. I think the president should be able to be eighteen. Yeah. If an eighteen-year-old can run a successful campaign for president and win, why not? You know, <laughs> like thirty-five is especially since like 
we really need some progress. And since the only progress is going to get made by either 70-year-old Bernie Sanders or like 20-year-old somebody, maybe we need to get rid of that little that little 15-year gap there, you know? We need to also reckon with the fact that in probably seven or eight years, 35 will be the new median or like middle age for Americans. Like, yeah. Our life expectancy is declining like crazy, and it's not going to get better with the way things are going. So, yeah, uh, thirty-five is way too old. Not that it, it doesn't matter. Who the fuck cares about the rules that were set down in place by a bunch of fucking slave owners two hundred and fifty fucking years ago? Yeah. The time is to smash the fucking state. Yeah, fuck that's the why, whole idea of this. Yeah, that's why. Like, I was um, like the the popular progressive person we always go through is Alexandra Ocasio Cortez. She's one of the more progressive people in you know any government but of course she has to she's resigned to be like we got to vote for biden harris all this stuff and i mean i cannot imagine how sad her life is because the other day i followed her on instagram and she did like a q a on instagram like while she was on the train uh, uh, hilarious she did a q a while she was on the train and somebody asked um so do you think that the green new deal has a good chance to pass if biden becomes president and she was like, oh, pieces of it do. And the pieces of it were like one tiny little amendment somewhere. She's like, but, you know, some of the more major parts, like cutting down our uh, natural, uh, natural, what am I working? Yes. Natural gas emissions. That won't pass. She's like, you know, Medicare for all stuff that's like included in Green New Deal. That won't pass. You know, all the stuff it won't. But there are, there are, there's a chance that a tiny little part of it will. So that's good, right? I'm like, I can't imagine how much you just want to kill yourself right now. I can't imagine it. You must want to jump in front of this train you're on. Because that has to be the saddest thing you have to put out to someone on Instagram. It really is. I was just, I, 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 can't, I can't imagine what it's like to actually be someone with a good head on their shoulders in government. It's impossible. I mean, Cortez has also sort of fallen in with Pelosi and she's voting for the same shit the Democrats vote Yeah, for. she had. I mean, it's like one of those things where, it's like, I mean, it happens to Bernie Sanders too. It's like, at the end of the day, you have to. Like, you don't have another option in, like, in the two-party system. Is there anything sadder than watching them trot out Bernie's husk and yeah. how we should vote for Joe Biden and shit? Like, is there anything sadder than that? Yeah, it's crazy because Bernie, no matter how much he disagrees with people, he is the best fucking team player he is like the fucking Dennis Rodman, okay? He fucking <laughs> he catches the shitty rebounds that are going into the fucking crowd. He reaches out, catches them, throws them back in so that anybody else can score. And we treat that man like shit. We treat him like a sideshow. And much like Rodman, I have no respect for Bernie Sanders. We treat him much like we treat Dennis Rodman, <laughs> okay? Yes. Bernie Sanders, go to North Korea. Just do it. Embrace Juche thought. I wouldn't say I have no respect for Bernie Sanders. I think that running a platform, running the platform he did for as long as he has is admirable because literally no one else has ever done it in like the past 30 years and been as successful as him, I would say. I agree. Like, like I really wanted Bernie to win, but when you have a whole system working against you, shit like this happens. Bernie should have looked into the camera and said, if you supported me, do not vote for Joe Biden. Do not vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. And like I said, take to the streets, shoot a police officer in the face, and let's burn the fucker down. <laughs> that's, like, that's like in game seven of a championship, Dennis Rodman dunking on his own team. Like, you can't, that's not what Dennis Rodman did. But what if your team no. wants to murder millions of people worldwide and embrace the fucking expansion of empire? I mean, Dennis Rodman didn't look at that. <laughs> 
Here's the thing. Here's the thing, people. Trump is not even the worst president of my lifetime. Yeah, no. He's not. Bush killed a million fucking people. And you want to talk about Trump being bad? He's a buffoon and a moron, but he's largely uninterested in killing people overseas and advancing the interests of empire. He's lazy and stupid and won't do that. Joe Biden will march in lockstep with the military complex to spend billions of dollars killing people overseas to advance the interests of multinational corporations. Joe, Joe Biden will do the same thing everybody else has fucking done in history. Trump at least is an idiot. Who can't even do that one thing you're supposed to do as president? So I, I'm sorry. I just I don't see the point vote for Joe Biden. I don't see the point vote for anybody. Yeah, I can see that. Can we talk real quick about Ed Markey and Joe Kennedy the third? Y'all seen this? What's going on there? No. Nuh-uh. So do y'all know, do y'all know who Joe Kennedy the third is? Is he one no. of the Kennedys? He is. He's one of the Kennedy clones. <laughs> oh no! I'm pretty good. They pulled a red-haired one this time out of a vat somewhere and put him Wait, up what there. What the? F- what genetic monster did they create to find a red-headed Kennedy? He he's the guy who three years ago gave the rebuttal to Trump's State of the Union, and, and he went on TV to have his big moment so he can blow up like his grandpa did or his granduncle did, and then he fucking drooled all over his face on national television, <laughs> and it was a disaster. Yeah. Well, anyways, he's fighting Ed Markey, the incumbent, in whatever the fuck state they're in. I don't give a fuck what state yeah, they're in. It's probably Delaware or something. Ed Markey is one of the few senators who is a, an actual progressive, like not as rich as Bernie Sanders, but pretty outside the Democratic Party mainstream. And he has been have he had a flagging campaign. People were unexcited about him. They were like, Ed Markey's kind of old. Joe Kennedy III is coming up. That charisma and shit. And then they started to expose. Joe Kennedy's many connections to the business community and the amount of money that's being thrown his way. He's getting millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to run his ads, right? And Ed Markey is not, you know, getting all that. He doesn't have all these size of business. And so recently what happened was, so the DNC has a rule where if you support the challenger against an incumbent in a race, the DNC blacklists you. You no longer get support. From the DNC. So why is all the DNC supporting Joe Kennedy III when he's challenging an incumbent, Ed Markey? Because the rules don't apply. They don't want him to, right? Yeah. Well, Pelosi recently endorsed Joe Kennedy III over Ed Markey, and she's the one who made this goddamn rule. And you know what happened What's so funny? Is that Joe Kennedy III, after her endorsement, got like $100,000 in donations. Ed Markey made three times that. Wow. In the same amount of time. Because people hate mm. Pelosi that fucking much. Yeah. And People so, have hated Pelosi since I was like five years old. I remember one of the first things I ever knew about politics was that people hated Nancy Pelosi. I remember this vividly. <laughs> it being one of the first things I ever learned. And I'm like, she has really made a career out of just being hated and staying around. And the thing is, I get it now. that I've seen her in action and really examined her policies. I understand why they hate her. Or they, don't, they don't hate her for the same reasons I do. But, but hey, a win is a win, else. right? Yeah. So anyways, Ed Markey is coming back. He's Joe Kennedy was up like 12% in the polls, and now he's slipped down to just two. So Ed Markey might make a comeback and win this thing. And, I mean, like I said, I'm not really engaged in this whole bourgeois politics type shit anymore. But I want I just want to see the Kennedys lose. I just want to see a Kennedy burn. Well, literally. I mean, there's some a footage. Pyre. There's a footage that's on the internet if you want to see that. Oh, <laughs> Footage taken from I, a grassy knoll. <laughs> I watch that and jack off, my friend. It's great. Oh, no. 
I hate the fucking Kennedys with a burning passion. You Jack Kennedy off. Oh, shit. It's pretty good. <laughs> now, Jackie Kennedy, we can all agree. You seen that movie? <laughs> Smith loves that movie. Was, was that it Natalie Portman? Yeah, Natalie Portman playing Jackie. That movie yeah. blows. His brains out? No, it's, it takes place <laughs> after. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, okay. people talk about it so much, and it's like, the movie's like, okay at best. It's so lame. Like, so slow. And it's got Billy Crudup in it, who is in every movie, apparently, and I just don't get it. But yeah, I, that's just my personal rant about the movie. Jackie, not that good. Sorry. Sorry, critics. Sucks. So now you saw it. Yeah, yeah, I watch like every movie, so, you know. Just, yeah, every movie. I don't have a lot, except for this movie that Keanu's in that I don't know about, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, for, I guess, you know what, folks, let's wait a minute. Let's, let's wind down. Politics and stuff. <laughs> what are you guys doing for fun? How are you enjoying yourself? We gotta catch, oh, not first, we gotta catch up with Marcus. Marcus, what right. have you been up wait. to? Me, oh, Lord. Okay, so. I just been working, dude. All right, so going between it was a long time job jumping and shit. Uh, finally got work at home stuff. That's great. Uh, yeah, I I basically work at a call center, uh, trying to help people get their unemployment checks, which is fucking insane. I'm sure that is like a happy-go-lucky job at the end of the day. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Because, oh god, every state does it differently, which is so garbage. Like, because I know when I had, when I had uh, unemployment in Georgia, they just give you the money. Bam! Easy. Simple. Done. Some of these other places, like, put them on cards, and then, it's, it's dumb. It's, it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Another way to, you know, keep people poor as long as possible is to make the payout right. of uh, unemployment to be even longer. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing for fun, Marcus? Have you been playing any video games? Actually you know playing what? them? <laughs> Lately, I've been playing, what's this called? Uh, Remnant. Remnant from the Ashes? Yes. Okay. That is an interesting game. It's, uh, it's, do you want like a synopsis or just? Sure. People play it on Twitch a lot. I have no idea what it's actually about, though. Yeah, so it feels it's like a weird kind of Soulsy kind of game because there's, there's guns. Weird, yeah. There you go. You got guns. You got your swords. You're fighting tree monsters because, like, the big the big thing is there's a tree alien connecting all these worlds and infecting everything. So the the trees are trying to clear out all the living stuff and just hey hey more trees. Trees are great. You aren't trees. It's okay. We'll get rid of you. We'll make trees. And Wait, you don't want that, a, obviously. Is this a sequel to The Happening? That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, if The Happening wasn't garbage, it'd be like this. And I like this. Is Marky Mark in it? Uh, maybe. Not yet. Okay, somewhere. okay. And <laughs> they're saving him but, for the finale. But yeah, what's cool about the game is that, like, the stages are, like, procedurally generated. So, the stage looks the same, but you'll fight different bosses, and you can kill the bosses different ways, and you'll get, like, different drops. So, it's it's really interesting. I've only played through it once so far. 
haven't beaten the fucking final boss because he's a real bastard. But yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. It's on Steam. Nice, like most games. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Listen, I've been playing a lot of Xbox, all right? I've, uh, yeah. I've been living the life of a Japanese school child um, for the past oh. month, basically. Because I've been playing, simultaneously, I've been playing Danganronpa and Persona 5 Royal. Um, which are two games that, I mean, they, they give you two very different outlooks on being a Japanese school child. And they are, one of them is maybe one of the best RPGs I've ever played in my life. And the other one is Persona 5 Royal. So it's like, <laughs> 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 no, uh, Persona 5 Royal is definitely becoming one of my favorite um, RPGs ever. It, it will uh, rank among the, the second jrpg I've ever finished in my life if i beat this game and uh yeah danganronpa is uh interesting but it is very grating at times so uh but yeah overall pretty fun stuff so seth all this japanese culture you're yep. consuming right now how long until your uh baka gaijin ass becomes kawaii <laughs> i'm sure what you just said makes sense to marcus and he finds it very funny <laughs> But to me, it was, I, mean, I know what kawaii means, but the rest oh. was just gibberish. So you're pretty sun deer, huh? <laughs> I used to know what that means. I can't do this. I, me- I, I remember hearing that this. word before. Marcus, I've seen an more, anime. Is he, a, is he more of a yandir? Uh, do, you have, do you have a glossary open on your computer right now of anime uh, terms? I, I don't. It's just... No, I'm talking to, I'm talking to him, not you. Uh, okay. <laughs> These are terms that I picked up from, from my time uh, oh, on Discord God. with my friends who yeah. like anime. I dabble in anime community. <laughs> Were you making an ah- Ahiago face for us, Seth? <laughs> I mean, just uh, I, I'm getting absolutely nothing from this, but Marcus is really <laughs> loving it. Uh, this is uh, for Marcus. That's his yeah. that's audience I'm playing. Like if the, if the viewers can know how stone-faced I am right now compared to Marcus, who is falling apart. This is hilarious for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> We need to get Seth in one of them uh, isekais, Marcus. I know, oh, I know, harem. It. Harem's a thing, right? Yeah, well, that's not a Japanese uh, thing. That's just a, a general thing. Yeah, Marcus, oh, you got a harem? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> what's the What's the quantity that creates a harem? Like, when does it become a harem? I think it's at least two. Oh, well, that's not that much of a barrier to entry, then. Right, but, like, a lot of the ones you see on anime are, like, four, five. Yeah, eight, ten. That's, that's numbers, that's tier, you know? Um, so if you can get two, that's like, oof, achieved. You're okay, done. so it's kind of like, you know... Get, Three if you're showing off, and then after that, it's just, you're, you're a god. <laughs> okay. Like Tenchi Muyo, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like Yu Yu yeah. Hakusho, right? I know that. Yeah. Oh. Or a, a Gundam. <laughs> how, how many How many girls do you think that Yu Yu Hakusho spirit fingered? <laughs> Probably like, <laughs> dude, at least seven. Oh, God. At least oh. seven. It has to be. Or like, uh, yeah. what's the other show? Fucking <laughs> Inuyasha. Yeah, that's, oh, a, that's a harem thing, I bet, right? I bet no, somebody no. got Inuyasha on that show. It, it's not a harem in Inuyasha. <laughs> It's not a harem in Uyasha, because it's the same girl. Okay? Uh-huh. That's right. She's just been reincarnated and happened to come back at the same time. It's weird. Whatever. How about you Naru Mato, baby? Yeah. No! How about you Baru Mato? I'm a, I'm a zoomer. <laughs> Double no! <laughs> I hate all of it. I hate it. 
Well, I guess I'm sorry. I'm a zoomer. We only know Baruto. Oh, can you reach down there and find my One Piece? Oh, <laughs> yes. End the podcast before I do it. Oh, God. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. While you're down there, so, can you gurn my Lagan? <laughs> no. Hey, I'm a furry uh, who's into piss play. You know my wolf's reign? Yeah. No. Can you cowboy bebop my nuts real quick, please? <laughs> I gotta. I can't. No, this needs to stop. Oh. <laughs> this needs to stop. All of it. I'm gonna use that one piece one later, though. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get the second piece of your harem. Uh, it sounds like a real JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I hate both of you. Why, why do I do this? <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. Well, that was a fun Marcus catch-up. It was. Oh, no. It was. You know what, uh, Seth? Before we go, we have to really ask yes. real quick. Marcus, how is Intergalactic Reviewers going? Oh, my God. I haven't finished it yet. Oh, God. I thought you said, it's oh, my God, like he was about to say something. He's like, oh, my God, I got no idea. <laughs> Listen. Uh, there, are, there are more episodes. I haven't got to There are? Yet. They didn't make there that show are. illegal yet? No. <laughs> I hope they do release, like, some DVD stuff, though. That, that'd be great. I wish the viewers could see how Marcus thought before he said no. <laughs> I was like, "Is it illegal yet?" And he was like, uh, me, uh, I don't know. "No, Cause, no, because nope. I feel like at, at some point it should be, but but it's not." So, uh, yeah. So until then, keep on trucking, right? There you go. Choo choo. Call me Thomas. Tank engine. All right. Marcus is going to sleep. So yeah, literally, yes. You all have so exhausted me. You all exhausted me with these last like five <laughs> minutes of shit. Oh god. <laughs> Well, my name is Smith. You can find me on Twitter uh, at MCSurf. Uh, I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Knazeras. K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. Still have not watched anything new. I've been watching Umbrella Academy Season 2, but no movies recently. Ooh. And I'm Marcus. You can find me at Mr. Beaches on Instagram. Is that Mr. Dot Beaches? Yeah, Mr. Dot Beaches. Okay, not the not dot spelled out, but the, the right. symbol, okay. like like the actual dot. Gotcha. And what else do you do? I'm I'm slowly dying, <laughs> and and I do the art for the spot. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Wow. Our thing is not almost done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, most recently on our um, Last of Us Two mega six hour long review episode. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they always talk about the wrestling, and they're from the South. That's, if that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse of water, but you can't make him get under it. I'm going to give one more fuck you to the, the DNC and uh, Joe Biden. Agreed. Shit. Um, things are looking bad, but they don't have to get worse. <sighs> All right. We've stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the name of this podcast, baby. I'm about to go Hunter x Hunter my nuts later. I, I, uh, I can't. <laughs> hey, I'm about to vampire Hunter this D. Yep. No. Both of you stop. The podcast is over. Later. Peace. Well, bye. Uh.